Coming up on BBP News, is former President Trump being arrested? And the Fed raised interest rates once again this week. The TikTok CEO was on TikTok this week and appeared on Capitol Hill. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. It's Friday, March 24th, 2023. We're back with another news episode. Chris is back. Thank ever, thank everything. Thank you for being back. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> and to get back into it, I'm going to jump right into jump the Jump right weather. into the weather, please. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny 65 with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, there are thunderstorms today with a high of 78 degrees and a partly cloudy weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is mostly sunny 42 degrees and raining. And in New York City, it is cloudy 57 and raining. All righty. Well, Chris, I just want to quickly go back and mention for a second uh, how when you were gone for Monday's episode, I talked about for a brief moment how... You were correct on Spotify's UI change. Uh, I've, I've only seen one major switch so far, a couple little other things here and there, but there is one that really bothered me, and so I had to rant about that for a while. So, you know, you had your moment on the soapbox with uh, with Google Docs and Sheets and all that. I had my moment with Spotify. It was fun. Yeah. Like I said, why fix what's not broken? Yeah, no, and that's exactly the point I reiterated. And I, I said in that show, I'm like, this is becoming apparently our main message at the top of these shows, which I guess I don't really have a problem with, but you know, it's no. just kind of nowhere. Message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a fan of it. So jumping right into the news, former President Trump predicted he was going to be arrested and indicted Tuesday, and that did not happen. And as of Friday, March 24th, 2023, no charges have been filed and nothing has happened yet. But there are five big players in this lawsuit. So let's take some time and look at them individually. Starting with Alvin Bragg. He is the DA in Manhattan. He is a Democrat and was elected in 2020. Bragg is the same prosecutor who won the criminal tax fraud case against the Trump organization in December 2022. Next is Stormy Daniels, or her real name is Stephanie Clifford. She is an adult film star. She said she met the former president at a celebrity golf tournament in 2006, and the two had sex. Trump denies all allegations, and then in 2018, the Wall Street Journal reported that a Trump fixer paid her $130,000 to stay quiet right before the 2016 election. Just two weeks ago, she testified in front of the Manhattan grand jury leading the case. Next, we have Joe Takapina. He is a Trump lawyer dealing with this case and defending him, at least on TV, and he claims that Trump was following his then-lawyer's advice and says this entire case from the Manhattan DA is politically motivated. Next, we have Michael Cohen. He was the longtime former president's lawyer and fixer. He is said to be the one that arranged the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels in 2016. He also testified in the case two weeks ago. In 2019, he testified in front of of Congress under oath, saying Trump directed him to make the payment. 
Trump later in a tweet said he reimbursed Cohen, but said it was only for legal fees, not for hush money, and Cohen was not paid with campaign funds. Cohen pleaded guilty for his work with the Trump organization. He admitted to lying to Congress about a real estate project involving the Trump organization and Russia. In 2018, he was ordered to three years in prison and paid a $50,000 fine. Finally, we have the law enforcement, New York State, local, and against state police officers as well as some federal officers, are very concerned about some potential violence in New York State. And because of all of this, they have been meeting recently to come up with a protection plan to protect the state ahead of the possible arrest. And for good reason. The former president's social media post told his followers to protest and take our nation back. When and if President Trump is charged or indicted, it will be historic. No president or former president has ever been indicted. The Department of Justice actually has a long-standing policy to not indict a sitting president, as it would, quote, unconstitutionally undermine the capacity of the executive branch to perform its constitutionality assigned functions, end quote. But that doesn't mean a former president can't be indicted, and he has come really close a few times, but in the past when it becomes really close, recently both former President Clinton and Nixon were on the verge of an indictment, even though having an affair with their intern isn't illegal. Lying in a deposition is, and that is what happened to former President Clinton. A special prosecutor was appointed, and he did consider indicting Clinton once Clinton left office, but in the final hours of his presidency, Clinton and the special prosecutor came together on an agreement where Clinton would admit that he lied in the deposition and not seek reimbursement for legal fees. Perhaps the most famous almost indictment of all was former President Nixon in the Watergate scandal that came after his presidency. The only reason why Nixon wasn't indicted on federal felony crimes was that he resigned from the presidency in disgrace and that a deal was worked out with the president that came after him, President Ford, controversially gave Nixon a full and free pardon for all the crimes Nixon may have committed while in office through an executive order. Ford said at the time he did it so the national divisions for the Watergate scandal would heal. I know when you hear the Fed chair talk, you probably hear lots of gibberish. I get it. It can be very confusing, but what he is saying is very important. Fed chair Powell laid out what he thought the future of the economy was and what interest rates will look like in the future on Wednesday. Originally, the Fed chair was planning to raise interest rates a half percent, but they ended up raising them a quarter of a percent. But due to the failure of the two banks a few weeks ago, a lot has changed. Let us put some stuff into context for you. Since our previous FOMC meeting, economic indicators have generally come in stronger than expected, demonstrating greater momentum in economic activity and inflation. That means a few weeks ago, jobs data, inflation data, and consumer data was way too high. People are spending too much money. They were prepared to jack up interest rates, but the two banks failed. I believe, however, that events in the banking system over the past two weeks are likely to result in tighter credit conditions for households and businesses which would in turn affect economic outcomes. And because of the two bank failures, we think we need to pull back on credit, meaning that they will issue fewer loans for cars or homes and to businesses as well. Soon to determine the extent of these effects and therefore too soon to tell how monetary policy should respond. We are not really sure what caused those banks to fail. We have an idea, but really we're not sure yet and we're going to keep our options open. We no longer state that we anticipate that ongoing rate increases will be appropriate to quell inflation. 
Instead, we now anticipate that some additional policy affirming may be appropriate. And just kidding. I know we told you last year that we're going to need to keep jacking up interest rates throughout 2023, but now we are just going to hang back and only raise a little bit more. Wednesday brought interest rates between 4 and 5%, which is the highest level we have seen since 2007, and Fed Chair Powell said that there will be no rate cuts in 2023, but he believes that rates will only drop to 5.1%. And in 2024, he expects the rates to drop to 4.3% and 3.1% by 2025. He also did say that he expects unemployment to jump up from where it is today at 3.6% to 4.5% by the end of this year and 4.6% in 2024. So guess who showed up on TikTok Tuesday? Hi, everyone. It's Sho here. I'm the CEO of TikTok. So why are we talking about this? That's because this is a major week for TikTok. And the CEO testified in front of a congressional panel on Thursday. More on that in a moment, though. The moment for us. Some politicians have started talking about banning TikTok. That is true. We have reported on the issue several times now. But it is not just random lawmakers involved in this. President Biden is also pushing for a ban on TikTok unless the parent company ByteDance sells, as we mentioned in a Monday show. Why is this? Well, because lawmakers for years now have been concerned for U.S. user data and that data being put in the hands of the Chinese government, and now things are coming to a head. And that is why the CEO showed up and talked about all the good TikTok has done, especially for the 5 million business owners who use it. He also gave a preview on what he may be telling lawmakers in Thursday's hearing. to share all that we're doing to protect Americans using the app and deliver on our mission to inspire creativity and to bring joy. And then fast forward to Thursday after four hours, the TikTok CEO was grilled by lawmakers. Not one Democrat or Republican had one nice thing to say about the social media app. In the end, it appears TikTok has done something no other company or individual has been able to do in a really long time. And that is unite both parties. In fact, been one of the few people to unite this committee, uh, members, Republicans and Democrats, uh, to be in agreement that we are frustrated with TikTok. We're upset with TikTok. That was Tony Cardenas, a Democrat from California. And there was also some yelling. When am I going to get de- get paid for the data you're getting from my children, my grandchildren, my neighbors? I think that's the only way to get your attention is talk about the money you're making and maybe that'll get you all to do what you're supposed to do. That was a Republican from Indiana, Greg Pence. And there was also interruptions. Have you directed them to change that source code? Uh, Congressman, um, if you give me a bit of time to just... No, I I don't. It's a yes or no question. Have you directed your engineers to change that source code? I'm not sure I understand it. Why are you allowing TikTok to continue to have the capacity for censorship? That interaction was with Bill Johnson, a Republican from Ohio. And Democrats and Republicans continue to say TikTok can separate itself from its parent company in China. TikTok surveils us all. And the Chinese Communist Party is able to use this as a tool to manipulate America as a whole. 
We do not trust TikTok will ever embrace American values. Your platform should be banned. And that was Kathy Rogers, a Republican from Washington. And it isn't just the China issue that they're all worried about. They're also worried about censorship, targeting of minorities, those under 18, and mental health issues. And the list from there just goes on and on. The CEO did a lot to try and make promises on Thursday. What amounts to a firewall? The seals of protected U.S. user data from unauthorized foreign access. The bottom line is this. American data stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel. U.S. TikTok data is stored by default in Oracle servers. Only vetted personnel operating in a new company called TikTok U.S. Data Security can control access to this data. Now, additionally, we have plans for this company to report to an independent American board with strong security. Only a few lawmakers admitted that this is not just a TikTok problem. They said needs to be addressed. They said it also needs to be addressed on the other platforms. But when the CEO brought that up, he was largely shot down. He did get one jab in though at Facebook. With a lot of respect, American social companies don't have a good track record with data privacy and user security. I mean, look at Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. Just one example. For those of you new to congressional hearings, it is quite normal to have Congress members interrupting witnesses. The truth is they are all competing to see who can get their soundbite picked up by the media. Some of them really play it up too as well, but TikTok was not helping itself during that hearing on Thursday. The representative from Florida played a video that was playing on the TikTok platform for more than 40 days that threatened the chairwoman's life. Plus the few words that the CEO did get in he didn't change much. And I have to tell you, I came to this hearing interested to hear the actions that TikTok is taking to combat misinformation, protect our young people, and ensure our national security. But I, I've not been reassured by anything you've said so far. And I think, quite frankly, um, your testimony has raised more questions for me uh, than answers. And that was Lisa Rochester, a Democrat from Delaware. Getting into rapid news, Prince William made a rare announced, unannounced trip rather, to Poland to meet with troops near the Ukrainian border, thanking them for their efforts to defend NATO's frontiers. And a 17-year-old student shot and wounded two staff members at a Denver high school after they discovered a handgun in the teenager's possession during a pat-down search conducted after previous misbehavior. Nick, what do you got for this Friday morning good news? All right. So for my good news story today, you know, we go to school and in college, especially to really learn skills and things we're going to use later in our life, right? Well, typically you wouldn't consider wrestling to be part of that equation, but it turns out that came very much in handy for this one college student who was out in the woods with his three friends and actually saved one of his friends as well because they were searching for elk and moose antlers that had been shed by the animals as they can rack up a decent amount of money when suddenly one of uh, his friends was attacked by what they expect was a mother grizzly bear and she really attacked she sent one of the friends flying dozens of yards and as kendall the main uh wrestler in this story how he explained it basically she dribbled him she dribbled the friend that got thrown 
literally swatting him like a basketball as he rolled across the ground and then had him pinned up against the tree. So it was a real bad situation real fast. Well, Kendall, he jumped into action real quick. As soon as he could, he jumped on the bear's back and tried to sweep its legs. And while this didn't necessarily, you know, get the bear to the ground or anything, it distracted her enough to allow the friend to get free and to get to safety while Kendall ran away from the bear and got her attention. And so she followed him. Now he did suffer a lot of injuries. He was bitten on the head several times oh. and was uh, eventually evac from the scene but he managed to get the bear away after playing dead she eventually ran off and he was actually able to walk under his own weight back to the other friend that had initially gotten attacked so he was still able to walk away from the situation but was eventually evac away and had reconstructive surgery he's recovering and fine now uh, hopefully he'll be returning to the wrestling mat uh, quite shortly actually he's gone through a lot of his recovery the friend that was initially attacked is already back to wrestling as well so these two have recovered very nicely and uh, they actually ended up getting to share a room at the hospital once uh, some of the more major surgeries were complete you know that's a great story and when you said wrestle you know wrestling and then the woods i was like uh oh yeah <laughs> yeah you, there are only so many ways that story can go from there yeah. uh but that's a great good news story and kendall hero that's all you can really say on that well and what's incredible is a quote from kendall and i'll paraphrase a little bit but this is pretty close to what he said because the friend who initially got attacked his father drove and uh, was talking to kendall thanking him just so grateful and kendall basically said i would have rather died than gotten away alive knowing i could have uh knowing that i could have done something that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. We will be back here Sunday for what to expect for the week of March 26th. And then, of course, back Monday morning with a news episode. Until then, everybody, enjoy the start to your weekend. Bye, guys. Bye.